sophomore year for it. Oh, yeah. So what do you major in? I uh, majored in chemistry at first. Chemistry. I wanted to be a cardiovascular surgeon. Um, I've had two heart surgeries. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had two heart surgeries, um, 91 and 96. I had a hole in my heart when I was born. They didn't detect it till I was seven. Wow. Um, how they detected it was we would go to my grandparents, and there's four cousins, and we'd all be playing football in the backyard, and everybody would just be passing me by. I couldn't keep up. So um, took me in for a test, ended up had a hole in my heart, had a PDA repair. Instead of breaking, go to the chest bone here, they went to the back. So I have a massive scar back here. And then um, they thought everything was fixed and playing sports and everything. And I just kept on having this cough and would seem like I was going to pass out. And went in for another test and ended up I had cardiomyopathy, arterial flutter, tachycardia, you name it, I had it. And um, the doctor at the time was located in South Carolina that they referred me to go for this procedure to fix the, the flood was, the blood flow was flowing the wrong way. So left to right, it was going right to left. Man, I always knew you were backwards. I, I always. Oh, yeah. But you know what you know, my excuse now is, is that it enlarged my heart, so I have a huge heart. You know? Oh, yeah, Just yeah, the yeah. nicest Or you guy. can always say is, Michelle, you plugged the hole in my That's heart. That's true. You filled that gap. And then she laughs at me when I say that. Right. She <laughs> says, you're full of shit. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. The podcast where we welcome business leaders, CEOs, and industry experts to discuss the rise to the top building wealth, and real estate insights. Here's your host, Jeremy Spann. Dustin Stum. How you doing, Jeremy Spann? Stum Rock Construction. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I think the last time was, what, Colorado? Oh, man, that was back in June. Yeah. Maybe in passing, just... Yeah. By the property next to you, but other than that. And you're my favorite beer drinking buddy. And yeah. I don't even make time for you anymore. That's okay. That's I'm a too brand busy. new world. Brand new world we live in. I know it is, isn't it? I know. I keep sending you clients that are just keeping you massively busy. Yes. Unnecessarily. It's a good busy. thing though. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, delivering that value to them. It's it's good. You know, I've learned a lot from you too about bringing value. And that's what we take pride on, you know? Yeah. Is delivering a product that the client, you know, it's a humbling experience when that happens. Yeah. Because you kind of, well, firsthand, we've done it for you as well. Yeah. And uh, for y'all's house. But it's just a nice thing of bringing value to, hey, this is y'all's baby. Sometimes it's the biggest asset somebody owns. And to transform that is to bring that value of, hey, this is what it can look like. Trust us in the process. We know what we're doing and we'll bring it to you. But you got to trust the process. You know, what's funny is, uh, so I went to dinner with my in-laws last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, JVH. Oh, yeah. And CVH. James Van Hook. Oh, yes, sir. You did You did a project for them. I did. That man is hard to please. He is hard to please. He's got that engineering degree, I believe. Oh, yeah. He was an engineer for a long time, oh, but yeah. he was pleased. Yeah, that was a nice little project, a little deck job. And yeah. He was like, well, I can tell they're not finished uh, carpenters, but... Did a good job, yeah. son. And I'm like, hey, coming from you, I'll take that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like being told you won the lottery. Exactly. Right? Yes. Speaking of JVA, he told me, if I'm going to do a podcast, that's always got to be a joke. So each one of these, I'm doing a joke. So you ready for it? Yes. All right. And this one's really fitting for you. Do you want to hear a construction joke? I would love to hear one. Sorry, I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> And there is so much truth into that, oh, uh, man. especially Story. these days too. That is so much truth. It's, that's right on. Yeah, that's well, perfect. Well, for the for the listeners out there, Dusted Stum and Stum Rock Construction, um, man. For I mean, I, I've got a personal connection to you because your wife naturally works with us, but yes, also you've done not just jobs for our clients, but you did a transformation on my house. That I'm still, I, I still get blown away by it. Yeah. And so, you know, we got our place in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Nice place, place too. Forward. Yeah. That Beautiful place, that, place. Yeah. That does not suck. It does not suck. Oh, no, 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 That no, view does that not view, suck. Pagosa Peak, man. Maybe a few trees gone and it'd be a little bit better. But other than that, yeah, you got, there, you know, there may be a lightning strike uh, or something. Yeah, there might be something that happens, yeah, you know. Yeah. Or if the guy would just sell me the lot next to me and then I'll just go down there and do whatever exactly. I want. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't interrupt my view. 
But you know, so what's funny is splitting my time between here and there. You know, it, 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 the common theme is people are like, "Oh, you're just hanging out in Colorado." I'm like, actually, no, no, I'm just working where you're it's working. 75 degrees, right. not 150. Right, and I witnessed that too, being there. Oh man, you know your office over there off the kitchen nook. You're in there, yeah. and you're, you know, diving you in, it, doing the numbers, and you're not just sitting there just. Oh, I'm looking at the mountain view. You're actually, you know, you're both working. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I've seen it firsthand. And a lot of people, you know, and, and we live in a, in a world where now because of COVID, people are more understanding of it Absolutely. than they were prior. Right. But it's really where I go to focus. Absolutely. And, but the one, the compliment I'm going to give you is so, you know, Laura only comes back with me half the time. I got to literally drag her back mm-hmm. kicking and screaming. And so I came back a week before she did this last time and just walking into the house and it was just has everything right mm-hmm. it was completed um there's nothing there's nothing we could add to that house right i mean from just everything and it was just nice to walk into a house where you're like this has everything mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and uh, of course we had to do a lot a lot absolutely oh yeah a lot oh yeah yeah, And it, it just, you know, it's, it's one of those things like when the client trusts you and you have a vision with both of you, then you just kind of like, like I told you, trust the process. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Now, there may be a few cuss words in between <laughs> and different things and where the hell are y'all at or what that, but it, yeah. it's, it's just, that's why, and we can go into this down the road, but like COVID-19 yeah. and stuff, you get to, you know, put a little cushion in there for stuff, yeah. timelines and stuff, but oh, whatnot, yeah. but like. You know, bringing that dream of what y'all had into reality is like the bit of sat- biggest satisfaction for me is let me let me do my work. Let my crews do my work. Trust us. And yeah. we're in constant communication, I feel like, or try to be. You know, Your communication is awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But I think that's a huge thing in this industry is it gets a bad rep and a name for contractors of, I never hear from the guy again. Or, yeah. hey, I asked for this bid and it's been six weeks. You know, it does take some time. I'm kind of old school, pad yeah. and everything. I have some stuff in Excel spreadsheets and whatnot I go by, but it does take some time, but it's just the communication factor, which I've learned a lot from the span group too, yeah. is, you know, buying and selling real estate with y'all is y'all are on a group text, everything's communicative, and it's like a seamless process. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is what we're going to show you. This is what we're going to do. Here's the process. This is how it's going to go. Trust us. And in the meantime, we're going to grab your hand and we're going to lead you to it. Yeah. So I felt like that's what we did with y'all's house too. Is And then, you know, some of those things you got to build in the bit is those unforeseen circumstances, the termite damage, or have you seen on some jobs, yeah. the plumbing. And it's just things you got to build into that, into your bid. But at the same time though, it can delay the project. But at the end of the day, when you come home from Colorado, you're not worried about plumbing. No. You're not worried about this. It's been tended to. So, you know, my favorite term for you, well, I've got a lot of terms for you, actually. I think I know which one of those. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Man, you're not cheap. You're not expensive. You're right in the middle, but reliable, and it gets done the right way. And that's just that element that I think many industries are missing nowadays. It's just that being reliable. Agreed. Right? So let's let's talk a little bit about Dustin Stum and the world of construction so you're an a&m yes sir aggie right yes sir all right yeah hey that's cool not everybody go to tcu uh, yeah i know yeah. mom was yeah. pushing tcu <laughs> but i was like yeah fort worth and is a little too close for comfort you know you're like i need a little more i need distance. a little bit more now my brother younger brother went to ut yeah you know oh yeah oh oh yeah Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. A little divided fam, a little house but i told him oh, i was yeah. sorry you know because you yeah. know they call an aggie when they graduate your boss yeah <laughs> It's just a little joke we always have, but um, I I was raised in a conservative family. Uh, Mom was huge TCU, 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 TCU. Great school. Love it. My wife went there. You went there. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of friends that went to TCU, but uh, A&M wasn't even on my radar. But being like a conservative and just laid back small town feel, I just went down there and just fell in love with the city. And um, it was was a great time. So you hit hit A&M, you go to... You didn't major in having a good time. Oh, no. It you just, had a good time. It, it just you didn't happened. major in it. Yeah. My daughter's majoring in having oh, a good yeah. time. No, I'm paying for it. <laughs> and uh, her sophomore year for it. Oh, yeah. So what do you major in? I uh, majored in chemistry at first. Chemistry. I wanted to be a cardiovascular surgeon. Um, I've had two heart surgeries. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I had two heart surgeries, um, 91 and 96. I had a hole in my heart when I was born. They didn't detect it till I was seven. Wow. Um, how they detected it was we would go to my grandparents and there's four cousins and we'd all be playing football in the backyard and everybody would just be 
passing me by. I couldn't keep up. So um, took me in for a test, ended up had a hole in my heart, had a PDA repair. Instead of breaking, go to the chest bone here, they went to the back. So I have a massive scar back here. And then um, they thought everything was fixed and playing sports and everything. And I just kept on having this cough and would seem like I was going to pass out. And went in for another test and ended up, I had cardiomyopathy, arterial flutter, tachycardia, you name it, I had it. And um, the doctor at the time was located in South Carolina that they referred me to go for this procedure to fix the, the flood was, the blood flow was flowing the wrong way. So left to right, it was going right to left. Man, I always knew you were backwards. I, I always. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You know what my excuse now <laughs> is, is that it enlarged my heart, so I have a huge heart. You know, oh, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. nicest Or you guy. can always say is, Michelle, you plugged the hole in my That's heart. That's true. You filled that gap. And then she laughs at me when I say, right? <laughs> says you're full of shit. <laughs> so chemistry. Yep. Yep. Um, something changed? Something changed. P-chem. Physical chemistry. Okay. A 40 was an A. And I'm just like, what's the point in that, yeah. you know? So I switched to bioenvironmental science. Okay. Um, easiest way to transfer without losing um, credits and everything. And then um, got, you know, left or uh, graduated from a and and then uh, came and came up to Fort Worth, moved back, started working at, or did some halftime work at TCU for the halftime shows. Yeah. Working there. And then I started on my personal house mm. that I started remodeling. And that's how I got in the business. Really? Yes. Talk, now, walk me through that. So you're working on your own personal house. Yeah. So my dad, real fast, my dad has a H, he's been an HVAC class A license for 37 years now. Yeah. So I'd go with him a little bit and work on jobs and everything, kind of introduce me a little bit to the stuff of uh, construction. And then my personal house, it was a wren. Yeah. It was old. It it had walls. It had everything. And you and, everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't have the funds to hide the beams or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fresh out of college, you know. But long story short is I met my mentor. Okay. And you met him, Dick Hirsch. Yeah. The carpenter that came in and fixed all the walls. So he was the first one yeah. I hired. Rest his soul. Oh. Great man. Great man. So yeah. he was my mentor. And my dad's my mentor, too. Those are my yeah. two mentors. Two amazing guys. Yeah. Just take the shirt off the back to help anybody. Um, so I was working with Dick, helping him, because sometimes helpers wouldn't show up or whatnot, and I'd be there. I'm like, hey, what do you need? You know, I'm trying to learn this as well. And I just started picking up on it. Mm-hmm. And so I would help him cut two-by-fours or put in headers or frame the roof or put the beams in where they're kind of down with the sheetrock. They're not hidden anymore. And so I just picked up on that and um, started hiring some tile guys and I was like, well, hell, I can do this, but it's like a vetting process. I was young at the time. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're a dollar square foot. Oh, yeah. And then you see the work. You're like, what the shit? You know, (laughs) I could have done better than that. (laughs) But that's how I came into it was remodeling my own house. It's still one of my favorite houses. It's got so much personal touches to it. Um, It's a beautiful home and uh, we still rent it out today. It's ended up being an investment property. Yeah. um, Because as you know, we had Jackson. Yeah. And so it's too busy. It's on a what, four lane and a middle turning lane. So it's a really, really busy highway. Right. And so when Michelle and I got engaged and married, we're like, if we ever have a child, we need to move away from here just for how busy it was. And then we moved to Alito. Yeah. So that's how I got in the business. I remodeled my own house, just kind of. You remodeled that house too. You had a little shower situation. Oh, yeah, didn't a little you? shower situation. <laughs> <laughs> in and up, I was a bachelor. Yeah. So it was a small three bedroom, two bath. Well, yeah. I made it into a two, two, two and a half. Okay. So. A bigger guest bedroom, their full bathroom, and then a master suite. Gotcha. So it's got the full walk-in shower. I don't know why, but a double vanity, but I did. Turns out nice, though, and and for renting value. But at the time, I was like, I just need one. You know, you don't need anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But if you're trying to impress someone, you know, you've got to have it, you know, a little spruce and a little here and there. So it made it nice, and that's how I got into business and learned that, and I just kind of took off from there. Yeah. So now you've been working for yourself for— how, how many years? I incorporated Stumrock in 2012, but I was working three years prior to that. So you've got over a decade. Over a decade this. in me. Yeah. Can you imagine working for anybody? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, a great du- question. That's a double-sided coin. That is a great it? question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I could. Yeah. Um, but I love being the entrepreneur and and hiring employees or Hiring subcontractors because in my motto of Stum Rock, if you're hired as an employee yeah. or as a subcontractor, I want you to be a better person. For instance, if I hire someone and they want to go in real estate, 
Mm-hmm. Well, then Stemrock's just a stepping stone, right? Yeah. But for what we believe in and how we groom our employees is I want you to be a better person if you choose to leave than when you came in. And what I mean by that is I want you to be more well-rounded. I want you to be acceptable of every kind of race and culture and everything. Because in your line of business and mine, yeah. you're, you're juggling all kinds of personalities. And I don't mean by juggling. It's just when you go to meet, mm-hmm. you just don't know, not so much a hat, but what, how do I read into this? That way I know exactly how to interact with that client. Right. And yeah, I've talked to you a couple of times on some certain scenarios. And it's just like, yeah. how do I, you know, military? Yeah. How can I handle this? Because at the end of the day, that's one of my favorite charities to work for is one that you started yeah. that we've worked a couple of things, but you know, anything with a veteran, I want to help too. But long story short to go on that. I just, when somebody comes in for Stumrock, I want them to be a better person. If they choose to work for someone else or go yeah. somewhere else is that you came out a better person than when you came in. So in being an entrepreneur and you got 12 years, that means you, you entered right, right around the time of the real estate bubble. Pop oh yeah. Great timing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> luck. <laughs> Grace of God, luck, yeah. you know, looking out for me. But yeah, it, it, um, it was, you know, not to go into the COVID parks, I know we'll probably talk about that, but I have been busier during COVID than I've ever been in business. Yeah. Kind of crazy. But yeah, so it booming and started going from bathroom remodels to kitchen remodels. And then my display was my personal home is we can do this. You know, and um, it is kind of, you know, the best referral, I believe, is, is refer or, you know, business is referrals. You can have word of mouth. You can have social media out there. But someone say, he did this, trust him. Yeah. It's the best business to have. And then you have a connection there with the relationship. Oh, you know Span? Oh, hell. Yeah. Well, we all know Span. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or Laura or, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it, or Carol Van Hook, we've done work. It's just nice yeah. to... That's where you can have a conversation where it can be kind of, well, I've had four contractors and they just kind of blew me off. Or then you have that personal connection. Yeah. So you can kind of talk about that and whatnot. So um, it just, I hit it the right time. You know, it just kind of worked out. And I can't be wrong. I always think your, your employees and your subs, they're a reflection of the top, right? Yeah. Whoever the owner is or the boss, whoever hired them, right? So it's like lead by example. I've had so many people tell me with different contractors is all he does is, Excuse my French. Chew my ass, or always yelling. It's just bark, 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 bark. Right. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't believe in that. Now, if you mess up, and you know, kind of like if you make three mistakes, you're out. You know, type of thing. But you don't need to treat people like that. You know, lead by example. Man, and I, and I tell you, that definitely carries through with the work that you do. Um, you know, as you know, we had had some bad contractor mm-hmm. experiences leading up to when we retained you to do this last house. And we've bought and remodeled many a homes that we've right. had. And one of the key things that stuck out is at no matter what phase the project was in, whether it was demo or whatever, at the end of the day, everything was picked up. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't matter. Like, if you rip ceilings out, they still swept it up, and it was come back and tear out the wall the next day. Correct. Tell me about that. Like, what, so what is it about the that? way I think, um, you know, like I said, you surround yourself with good people, good contractors too. So yeah. um, Dick, for example, he yeah. was the messiest son of a gun I've ever met in my life. <laughs> There'd be nails, staples, wood. And I'm like, I said, you know, I know that you're 40 years tenure of me, right? What if this is your house? What if you were to come in unexpectedly and you're getting all the stuff work done and there's just stuff everywhere? It doesn't look good. So the way I try to teach, um, not so much teach, but implement in our company is this is their biggest, and most people, their biggest asset, right? It's their baby. Yeah. And treat it like it's your own. Because if I'm doing a remodel or I hired a contractor, I don't want to mess when I walk in. I want to be able to walk in, not worry about stepping on nails and whatnot. But at the same time, I think it just gives it a nice, like if he's going to take care of this house in demo, what's it going to be like when we start doing floors and cabinets and paint? It's going to be taken care of, and it's going to be clean. You can come look at it. I think it's just a little touch that goes a long way. It's the little things. And you hear that in life. It's the small things that matters. It's the little things. But it's true. I mean, you go in, and it's like demo. There's, like I told you, nails, staple, wood. Clean up. Take 45 minutes at the end of the day and clean up. It's a safe job site now. It's a clean job site. And let's be honest, people that are doing remodels that own the house, they're working at 8 to 5, 9 to 5, 
or 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. And if they want to come in and see the money that they're spending, which is a lot of 15,000, 500,000, it doesn't matter. Everybody's yeah. on a budget. Yeah. And 15,000 is a lot of money, let's be honest. And so if they're just doing a little small bathroom remodel or whatnot, we take care of the whole house when we're doing a bathroom remodel. Floors are covered up because again, when you're walking into a house, okay, this looks really nice. It's clean. They know what they're doing. I don't have to worry about if my kids are coming in, they're going to run on nails or staples or wood. It's just, it's an appearance look that goes a long way. And so it's just the little things we try to do on that just to make it nice for the client to come in at any time they want because it's their house. Yeah. So, so let's talk about entrepreneur spirit versus entrepreneur courage. And uh, what I mean by that is a lot of people that in the spirit of things want to own their own business. But you're, you're holding the bag. Comes a lot of courage to make tough times, hard times, and everything else. It so. does. So the way I've learned is, and I have a great wife too. She yeah. is all about saving, 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 which is, which is huge. And I've learned a lot about that because when I first started, it's like, oh, okay, I've got 30,000 here. Let's go do this, 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 and this, and this. But Entrepreneur, what I can save is, or I can say for courage and the entrepreneur is you've got to save that money for a rainy day. <laughs> COVID-19. Who would have thunk? I mean, unbelievable. And hell, we were right into a remodel that came, I mean, smack yeah. dag when it came in. And I'm like, hey, man, Rudy's, I don't know if I'm yeah. going to finish this Merida. job. Are you talking about I'm Merida? I'm talking about Merida. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, you know, um, when I go back to the courage of the entrepreneur and everything, yeah. I actually had a lady call me last night about a remodel that a water leak. She had two plumbers come out. She actually hired Double L, who yeah. I use every time, yeah. and was like, hey, if you're going to have anybody use Stemrock Construction. And it went a long way for me because it's like, here's a subcontractor I've used for 10 years now. But he's like, if there's anybody in my house, it's going to be Stemrock Construction. And it went a long way. And where I'm going with this is that the contractor that she was going to hire said, I need 50% up front. No contract sign. And I'm like, run. What? Run. 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 Because that's not how, and that's where that bad yeah. business comes in. I'll tell you where that money's going. Oh, exactly. Hookers and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been down that road and with, so a, with like, a contractor before. Uh, the way yeah. we run is I don't ask for 50% up front and 50% on completion. Yeah. We're in draw request. Yeah. And so where I'm getting with that with the courage and everything is you got to have that savings of, hey, we're going to do a demo phase and we're going to do um, some framing. It's going to come out of stomach because I already have a contract with the client. Yeah. They're not going to go anywhere. God forbid, right? But there's a contract there and signed. So it's like, have that cushion to where you can advance of having two or three remodels going on. Or, uh, hey, we don't have anything going on, but I'm going to take care of my employees. So that's a good segue is when someone's hiring a contractor, of course, we'd love anybody to listen to this podcast, hire you, but you know, there's only so many of you. You can only work on so many projects. If they were going to ask, if they were going to hire a contractor, what would you say are the top three things they should know about hiring a contractor that they should look for? Well, I know a big thing, not number one, but I always say trust your gut. That's my number one. Yeah. If you get a bad feeling or, for instance, 50% up front, just don't do it. Yeah. You know, don't do that. Um, secondly, do you mesh well? I, first time I met you, I was like, oh, this is perfect. We just hit it off. And a lot of the yeah. clients, we do that. Um, when you're looking at a contract, you know, the BBB, that's yeah. a good thing too. We have an A-plus rating with the BBB. Um, mm-hmm. The client that called me that the guy wanted 50% up front, he has an F. Yeah. You know, that's just a, like, that's just a little search yeah. you could do real fast. But the top three things is trust your gut, honesty. And, you know, f- I always tell people when I do a bid, I do a line-by-line item. Because used to, I would just build everything and there's a price. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what's this, this, and this? And I'm like, just be honest. Here's your allowance. Here's the price. This is my price. I'm not, like we talked about, I'm not the highest. I'm not the most expensive. So where I'm going with this, be honest. Mm-hmm. Be honest with that client. So when uh, a client asks, hey, how much is this going to cost? Or what are we looking at here? It's like, well, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. And like I do that unforeseen circumstance that a lot of contractors will just hide in their bid. But um, to answer your question is trust your gut, honesty, and, and fill them out. But get three bids. I always tell people to get three bids. That way you can see where are we at here? Is somebody just trying to take us for everything? Or, hey, you know, I had one job I worked on for four months building a bid for for a, for a lady um, over in Crestwood. And um, long story short is took my bid, 
Can you beat this? Oh yeah, of course I can beat it. Still not done with the project. It's almost been a year. Funny how that happens. It does. It? it does. But, you know, I always just say, trust. I trust my gut. You know, um, it's never going to steer you wrong. So someone says, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust my gut. What's the next thing they should know about hiring a contractor? <sighs> um, I would honestly, for a general contractor aspect, is you yeah. ask for their insurance. Because a lot of people out there don't carry it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, so the way I work and do things is I build the bid or estimate, right? And, okay, this looks good. And then you start ironing out the details because you start putting in allowances. Hey, I'm going to put $60 a square foot for countertops. Well, I found something for 40 Well, great. That price just starts coming down. So you get the nitty-gritty out. You sign the contract. And when we sign the contract, that's where my proof of insurance comes in and said, here's your builder's risk on your property. God forbid something happening, you're covered mm-hmm. under me. So second thing is ask for their insurance because there's so many contractors out there do not carry it. Now your masters, electrician, plumbing, they have to carry it. Right. But as a general contractor, they could just be some flyby, knows some people over here. Yeah, we can do it. Well, what if something happens? Then you're out. You're out. You're in court and they'll just file another LLC if they have one. Or they'll just go under a different name and you're done. You've been, got to protect yourself. Been down that road too. Yep. So oh, that's number yeah. two, I would say, yeah. you know, is, hey, where's your proof of, you know, license and insurance? Okay. And that way you know that they're properly covered. So we've got trust your gut, make sure they got insurance. What's the third thing? Oh, man. Uh... I guess, you know, like you talk, not taught me, but like communication and everything is you're going to get a bid, but there's always going to be a conversation going on, either a text via email or whatnot. And it's just a lot of people are out there to, as I call them flyby jobs. Yeah. And it's, hey, 10,000, you'll never see you again. Right. So when I say like, and we talked about the first one, trust your gut is I'm always in communication with my clients and we, it's a standard industry to carry a year on warranty of labor, right? Mm-hmm. There's been times that I've come out to y'all's house or oh. other clients. It's just a phone yeah. call. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to fix you. You know, do the right thing. Because you just don't know what that could lead to to another future client of, hey, this guy out of warranty came and fixed something. And it's not about that. It's just about taking care of your clients, letting you know you're just a phone call away. So my biggest thing is, is trust. I mean, the third thing could be trust, but it's hard to do when you meet a contractor but when you know, you know. Does that make sense? No, that's, uh, I mean, literally every podcast we've been recording, trust always comes up. It's huge. You know, it, it's the, that's the currency of business, not money. Trust is currency of business. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, watching, you know, the work that you did, man, I could show up at any time. It was, the site was cleaned. Um. We stayed on budget till we decided to change something. Couple and change, yeah. we stayed on timeline till we decided to change something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what I try to explain to folks is take all the decisions you're going to make and make sure that they're on the front end because 100%. if you change, it's going to add time to the project and things are built out, right? So right. now you got to go get a different widget to make right. something happen that's going to cost different, right? Right. So let's talk about... I want to add one thing real yeah, fast shoot, on that third shoot, thing. Yeah, Is a lot of times, um, a lot of, I've dealt with some clients is on, like for, tr- for a contractor, make sure they want to pull permits. Make, make sure shoot, they pull permits. Make sure they want to pull permits. And so what do I mean by that is you'll have contractors come in and say, oh yeah, we can move that shower. We can move that drain. Oh yeah, we can move that gas line. We can do this. But, and you understand this too in the re- in, in resale of real estate, if something's not permitted, you have to disclose that. Mm-hmm. And so the way I come in my contract is any and all work that has to be permitted will be permitted. For example, electrical, changing out a breaker panel, changing out plugs, changing out this, or plumbing or, or whatnot, is make sure you pull that permit because, for one, it's a peace of mind for you because it's getting inspected by the city. And two, it's to show that the workmanship is qualified and it's looked by an inspector or third-party inspector. But a lot of contractors are like, no, I won't pull a permit. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you scared of? What are you worried about? What are you worried about? It's just like Merida. Everything right. was inspected. And you know, it's a peace of mind. Everything's done to the city code 
And then when you go to resale value, oh, gee, oh I had the bathroom done. Mm, here's the permit. It's public knowledge. You can look it up. So, I mean, that way, like the trust thing we talked about, like we trust, 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 trust is, do they pull permits? And I've had a client that said, no, I don't want to pull a permit. I'm not worried about my taxes. I'm worried about my taxes raising. I'm like, it's minuscule for a yeah. bathroom remodel. <laughs> but like, and then I'm just like, you know, that yeah. just kind of shows. Appraisal district's got more things to do with their time <laughs> exactly. than to see who all pulled permits, right? right? And so yeah. that's just my thing is like, well, then maybe we're not a good mesh because I always pull a permit. It's just the way it is. My master plumber's going to pull it. My master electrician's going to pull it. And my master HVC is going to pull it. My master licensed people. And I just think it's just good business. It really well, is. Like you said, it's, it's that this is an investment. Correct. Whether it's your personal home or investment property, it's still an investment. Exactly. And everybody is going to sell sell their house at some point. And that's whether, you, whether you transition into another house or you've, you know, God has showed up day. and <laughs> called your day. Yeah. And so you, whoever your executor is yep. is going to sell that. Mm-hmm. So the house is going to sell at some point. Correct. Right. Right. And it's important to be able to tell the story of this is why this house is better than the other house. Correct. Because it was done the right way and Correct. the permits. And Correct. So so I just wanted to add that little tidbit. No, that's, that's huge because there's so many people out there that, and especially in today's day and age. Oh, right? we, absolutely. We, we have a limited, we've had a limited inventory for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even more so, it's even more so mm-hmm. where builders prior to COVID couldn't keep up as it was. And then now with supply chains all jacked up, it's, they're even further behind. Absolutely. So people are buying, you know, homes that were already existing and now they're going in and doing remodels. Exactly. I mean, you look at Wedgwood. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's remodels everywhere. Remodels everywhere. I mean, at least two yeah. or three on the blo- on every block. I mean, it seems like you see the big dumpsters out. Oh yeah, and, and they're just tearing them up and yep. putting in new windows and walls and plumbing and. Oh, and that's the yeah. thing I think in this COVID world or post COVID is mm-hmm. that you know the work you're a lot of people are working at home 100 percent of the time now. Yeah. Right. And so to where before you're let's just say you were 80 percent at work, 20 percent at home. Well, okay, I got to feed the kids. I've got to clean up a little bit, and then I'm going to bed. Well, now you're working from home. You're looking. You're like, well, you know that. I need to do list. I need to do that. <laughs> that needs to be done. Well, I got to work all day. So why don't we just hire a contractor? And so that's what we're seeing now is these people that are staying home and maybe um, the different rooms is everything's going to like, we need more multi-purpose rooms is what we're kind of seeing in the remodel side. Tell me more about that. So for instance, y'all's house. Yeah. We, um, we did that nice big office for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to call that your baby. Okay. <laughs> that's your office. <laughs> So it's my one little <laughs> square footage right. in the house that's mine. Right. And you're like, you need to make this nice. It's mine. I'm like, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> where I'm going with that is, for instance, y'all's situation, Laura, you know, right. she's got to do contracts and look at stuff and everything. Well, where I'm going at is maybe the dining rooms turn into a multi-purpose room. They don't have the furniture of your true dining room set. It's got, you know, plugs. It's got, a. I can have a desk over here that I can move out anytime, but you're in your space, I'm in my space. So, and it don't have to be a dining room, but we're seeing the dining room, as you've seen before, it's kind of going out. Mm-hmm. But we're now we're starting to see the multi-purpose rooms of, okay, now the kids are at home and they're doing, you know, virtual learning or there's no, you know, they're not going to school, there's not classes. Well, I need a little art section or a little homework section. Instead of sitting at the table, we're gearing towards more, no, this room is just for the kids. That way I can shut the door and not worry about cleaning it up. Yeah. So that's what we're kind of seeing now is more of, yeah, family atmosphere, but we have more multi-purpose rooms throughout the house. So, tell me about what it's like to be in a post-COVID-19 world versus what it was prior to COVID. A lot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, kind of. Yeah, I kid. No, um... Yeah. The biggest, not so much of a struggle, but post-COVID is, as you know, the supply chain and all the workforce is down. I I know some uh, companies, my reps, they're down to 20%. The people that are selling are actually loading stuff and taking it to job sites. Wow. Because you have these manufacturing places where some people wear the mask, some people don't, or they have the same break room. And at the time, they just thought it was some type of virus or, you know, whatever. And then you're getting 30, 40 people infected. And... Some people show different symptoms, but you have to be quarantined for 14 days, if not 21. So you have all these guys that have to load up all these trucks or do stuff, and now the reps are trying to do it. So 
what it does is it takes your timeline. It'll be here in two weeks to where we're looking at some things 10 to 12 weeks. Wow. So one of the biggest problems we're seeing in post-COVID is appliances. And I've talked to you about this on a couple of properties that we worked on is the supply is through the roof, but your manufacturing plants are down here, you know? And so we have some clients that have ordered a VIN hood that got lost by UPS. Can't find it. It's just vanished, right? Still waiting on it. And it's been four months. They can't get another one because we made that cabinet size to that VIN hood. So um, a couple of friends that have bought real estate through y'all and some investment properties is, hey, we're doing some right now. And I'm like, hey, man, I can get A, B, and C done, drywall patch, demo. I can get that done in a week. But our biggest wait time is appliances. And if you start doing custom cabinets, material's gone up double, if not triple. So not only is your timeline affected, but for instance, you have some people that'll sit on a bid for two months. Since COVID happened, I used to have a bid good for 30 days. It's 10 days now because the price, wow. yeah, my, my quote is 10 days and then it expires. And then we relook at the numbers again, depending on if you want to move forward or not, because since April, no, it's been May, a two by four used to cost $2.96. It is close to $5.97, almost six bucks for a two by four. OSB that roofers use and use everywhere. It's like 20, last time I checked, it was like 24, 32, and it used to be $12. I mean, doubled in price. And so that's the problem we're starting to run into is you've had these bids out, right? Let me think about it. You know, we're having to readjust our schedule with the work from home or I've been furloughed. Totally understand. But then that bid, it's doubled now in some aspects. Framing, um, uh, you know, and then you get, the biggest, and we can go with this in another aspect, is talking to clients about timelines mm -hmm. and how, and we talked about this in y'all's remodel and others that we've worked on or, you know, sent me a client to work on is we can get this done in three months. COVID, post-COVID, six, seven months. And that's because of materials. The labor's there. It's there. You know, um, it's just, it's a domino effect is the way I describe it. So where I get what, what I mean domino effect is okay, you picked a tile, right? We've got the shower framed, but until that tile comes in, I can't lay it, right? Right. Well, I can't measure the glass that you want for frameless glass until that tile's in. Well, I can't have the final inspection until everything's covered up. Well, that LED light's not coming in for another four months or the fixture. So everything has to be in for you. And like I said, we always do inspections or permits. So you, everything's just delayed. So if the tile's not in, the glass is not in, the glass is not in, you can't pass inspection. Okay, well, the cabinets are in, but you wanted the certain quartz that you already put a deposit down and paid for. Well, that's coming from Brazil and it's still not in because they've already ran out because everybody's bought everything they had on the floor. So now we're waiting another six months for that. So it's either you reverse course and find something that's in stock, but there's hardly anything in stock these days. So it's, it's like I said, a lot of whiskey, you know, you kind of <laughs> get through it. <laughs> But that's where I try to um, come into the play of trying to be transparent with the client is, look, I'm not making this up. Here's the email from the rep right here. If you want to go a different route, I'm all for it. What has the reception of the clients been to this? Not great. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you start building these bids and estimates like in March, right when COVID, I used to read things and it was here mm -hmm. January, February, they believe or whatnot. But March is when... Government got involved and everything's just like, so is, you know, worked on a couple of remodels lately and it seems like everything's just been dragging. And the reason why is because we've waited six weeks for tile or, you know, so it's not been great, but it's been kind of understanding a little bit from the customer side. And it's just got to have a little gracious um, period because the manufacturing's manufacturing's there in a way. Somewhat. It's just, and like I told you, the labor's there. It's just a matter of getting those materials. And you've got some clients that, you know, for uh, a client before, I gave them a August move-in date. Well, that's been pushed to the end of, I mean, close to October. And what do you do on that? It's out of my control. Right. I can't get the materials in that was ordered or whatnot. So it's just one of those, like, you try to be as transparent as possible, and you just try to deliver the message as best as possible. Or we say, hey, let's go a different route. I know you were set on this, but maybe we can go explore something that's in stock. 
change it down the road in five years. Right. But get in your house. It, it, it's, it's been tough. It has been tough. Um, but, you know, we have really good clients, too. I have to say that. So they've been, a lot of them um, have been really receptive of it, and they understand. Because they're in the same boat of their work, too. They're used to going to the office and doing things, and now they're sitting at home, and it's just like, you know, they're going stir-crazy. Or the kids are at home. They're like, good grief, I need a break. You know, So it's just one of those that um, I don't know how it's going to happen. You know, you got a big election coming up. Yeah. And we don't know how that's going to go. You know, you hear different sides of different things, and it's always around a big election year. You know, there's always something that comes up. But it's just I'm hoping after the election, a couple of maybe three, you know, what are we in November for the election? So six months from now, five months, I think things will start getting back to normal. And I think a lot of people too are like, at first is the unknown of this virus. You know, is it, is it causing people to die because of breathing or, you know, I gotta be honest. I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. I told you about this. My oh, symptoms yeah. were mild, which I'm very thankful for. And I told, I kid around with my wife, you know, it's like, if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be me. Right. You know, as yeah. many people I'm around. If and you didn't so, have bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all. No, I see yeah. a rabbit's yeah. foot, you know, but <laughs> that we get around. <laughs> but yeah. long story short is I've had it. And I think it's the the people at first were the unknown and the shutdown and everything, which I thought was good. But it was for like keeping the hospitals and not to go on a different tangent here. It's just the fact that I think we're going to get back on track. I've had the COVID. I've had the blessing of having mild symptoms. So it's not as bad as other people. But at the same time, if you have some underlying issues, stay home if yeah. you can. If, if, your, if your means allow you to do that. But we've got to get back to work. We've, in a safe, you know, I think things have changed. Uh, you know, people sneeze and people are going to stare at each other. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, was that yeah. allergies or you got, and so, you well, know. It, then, kinda, it kind of brings me to the, the, the toilet paper craze oh, yeah. on this thing, right? Yeah. Which, how did that make any sense? And then, uh, and then someone said something that made me laugh is it made total sense, said, well, the reason there's been a run on toilet paper is because if you got five people standing around and someone coughs or sneezes, four <laughs> crap their pants. So, <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's like, good. But you know, now just looking at supply chain interruptions. So, Wall Street Journal came out with an article a couple of weeks ago of like paper towels. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, th- these companies were about creating margins which means they were doing just-in-time inventory. Mm-hmm. And now there's no inventory. And they're, they're saying, we may run out of paper towels because they can't get the manufacturing they up fast enough right. to do that. Right. So when I was talking to Jeremy, Jeremy Dutton, mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my general manager, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, it's getting to where now it costs more to get paper towels than just, just to get a laundry service to do, you know, cloth napkins. Right. And so I was at Costco the other day to get dog food, and I'm going down, not thinking anything of it. You know, I grab a thing of toilet paper, and I grab two things of paper towels because I was like, I'm going to get one for the house. I'm going to get one for the restaurant because he's right. like, man, they can't find them anywhere. Right. And, man, you you would have thought that I was trying to rob them. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy comes out, and he's like, you can't have to. Really? I was like, whoa, okay, man. I was like, might help if y'all put up a sign fine, up there. And he absolutely. goes, well, it is. It's just in fine print underneath it. And I says, hey, man, unless I got my readers on, I'm not gonna, how about putting a bigger sign? Yeah, absolutely. You know, or a and, sign and, when you walk in, hey, limit uh, one per l- person. Limit one. I mean, I wasn't trying to violate no. any, any rules or anything, but I mean, but I just thought that was, thought that was funny. It is. It's just the, it's, sk- it's the, it's, you know, our house in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Our contractor is building a sidewalk that goes from the back patio to the mm-hmm. garage mm-hmm. with the outdoor kitchen right there. Right. They've had this thing framed out for a couple of weeks. And I was like, what's the holdup? He said, can't get concrete. I need a pallet of concrete. Can't get concrete. I was like, what? We, we ordered two chairs for the living room back in April. Yeah, let me guess. Still not in. Still not in. I mean, it just... And so it's all these small things that, like you, you know, it's the the detail things yep. that where you're like, what what yep. is going on? I here? know what and, is going and, on. And so it just it's just a crazy new world we live in, and um, which brings me back to normal. I mean, what do you see being the new norms? Because 
old normal, in, in my opinion, is gone. Right? Oh, it is. Like the it, old it, handshake it, when like, you yeah. know, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. If, if possible, if, you know, I look forward to working with you. That's gone. Yeah. I mean, there's some old school people. I'll still shake their hand and everything. Um, but I, that's a great question. What's the new normal? What is the new normal? I mean, my wife and I, for our six-year anniversary, went to Uncle Julio's. We're Uncle Julio junkies. It's a Mexican restaurant here. We just love it. And then it's like, he wants to sit outside, so we sit outside. And it was a nice day, but I'm looking around, and they got these plastic plexiglass <laughs> in between the tables. And I'm like, if somebody sneezes, it's going over. You yeah. know, because that projectile is just, or a cough. And I'm just like, this has just kind of gotten out of hand. Now, I wish <laughs> I would have gone the plexiglass business. <laughs> no, man, you're not kidding, right? I mean, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. But, you know, I think that's a great question is what is the new normal? What, I mean. Yeah. I mean, so let's take that new normal and what you're doing in the construction side of business. So to me, there seems to be three economies going on. Mm-hmm. You've got the stock market, which is booming Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but when you look at it 89 i think it's what was the statistic i heard the other day 89 percent of stocks are owned by only 10 percent of the population Mm -hmm. anyway so is that a true replication then you've got the housing market which there's different markets within that right know, but let's call it under five hundred thousand, moving like Mm hotcakes and then you've got the regular economy Right, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of job losses. Correct. The 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 transportation and hospitality industry just taking a huge hit. I mean, for even for us, mm-hmm. I mean, how much we traveled—not just luxury travel, but traveling for Sotheby's. Absolutely. I mean, I was down in Mexico City four times a year, once a quarter. I was in San Diego uh, every California. other month. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on those alone, and. Haven't been on an airplane. And, and it's not because I'm worried about getting on airplanes. Well, if I go there, what am I going to be able to do? Exactly. Everything's shut down, shut down. 50%. Right. Or, like you said, the new norm, somebody doesn't, you know, they'd rather do a Zoom call than you fly out and Absolutely. be face to face. And, yep. and so there's these changes in the economy. But when it comes to the housing portion of the economy, what do you, what do you see from your standpoint, your perspective, and where do you see that go? So a lot of the clients we've had now is, you know, the interest rates were so low if they had to mortgage on their on their house. So they were like, hey, we're going to refi. And then instead of being out all this money, we're going to take a construction loan out of what we have equity in the house. So I got this low interest rate. If we're going to say $75,000, let us pull 100000 out, right? Okay. Just for unforeseen circumstances, cost, or whatever. We're seeing a lot of that right now. Um, to where I'm going to go in, show the bid and say, yeah, we're actually doing the work. That's a first. Wow. And what I mean by that, I mean like almost 60, 70% are doing that right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they have that unknown fear of where is the market going, mm-hmm. right? So if I have $200,000 in savings, I'm being hypothetical here, right? right? Remodel is going to cost 100000 Well, I just depleted 150% of my savings. And what if the world goes to shit? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have that backup where I have something to where... Let's let the, not so much the bank take the hit, but let's rely on this. We've already practically paid down our house dramatically. So let's get a refi in and try to get that construction loan out of the equity we have in the house. That way we just have this one little monthly payment here and we're not taking a big chunk out of here. Um, and then I'm seeing a lot of clients and you've seen like the anywhere from 200,000 to 400,000 are flying wow. off the, and so, um, you know, not to go back, but I, like I said, the best word of or the business is referral. Right. And so I'm getting a lot of real estate referrals too of, you know, we did a work on y'all's house. He did a superb job. I've done a couple mm-hmm. of the realtors, personal house. He's done a great job. He's reliable. So I'm where I'm getting at is I'm getting these referrals from these real estate agents and they're like, this house is, you know, going to sell for 300,000. They went at 125 in mm-hmm. and that neighborhood, you're right there at it. So I'm not seeing a lot in the hundred to 200,000 houses or whatnot. And mm-hmm. what I mean by the housing market, I think people, and you've seen this, they want to pull. <laughs> I mean, beforehand, you're like, pull? No, that's thank crazy. you. That's just that's just money in the wind, you know? Maintenance, 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 maintenance. And now with post-COVID or during COVID, it's like, I got to have us, you know, throw the kids out there. Let them go play. I can watch them from afar, but they're flying off the, the shelf too. And so, um, for example, if one of your pool guys you were talking about is, good luck building a pool. Yeah. Or he a said, spa or anything. He said, 
I could have built you a pretty awesome swimming pool for 70 grand. It's going to cost a hundred now. Yep. Yep. And he's like, and I might be able to get to you in a year. Correct. Because he's so backlogged mm-hmm. that it's just insane. And then it was funny. So buying behaviors have changed, you know, prior to COVID, 50% of people, yeah, I took a pool. The other half, I don't want to mess with it. Right. Now, hey. Pool? Um, multiple offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Multiple. Yeah. I mean, houses trading for 5 and 10% more than they should, even in a multiple offer situation above and beyond that. Right. Um, we had some clients. We have a lot of clients that are coming from out of town, mm-hmm. a lot coming from California. Getting out. And, you know, and they got the California money, right? Mm-hmm. So buying a house here is five times the size that they had with an ounce of the cost. Right. So we had uh, some folks come in and we had looked at a house and they said, man, and it was, in my opinion, based on the location, is the house really should have been, should have sold for 400. Mm-hmm. And they had a price at 420. And I was sitting there like, and that seems high, but it's still going to get multiple offers because lack of inventory, it's got to pull and all this. So the folks I was advising on, I said, man, like, I, I know you really want this house, but in my opinion, if you pay anything above 450, you're going to have to okay. be here for a very long time right. to recover that. Correct. They were like, hey, listen, we're, we're completely, they went in at 500. 500. So basically wow. overpaying for a house, in my opinion, by 100 grand, by 20%. Wow. Still didn't win the offer. No way. Still didn't win the offer. Wow. Yeah. Just absolutely. And that's insane. you would never see that pre-COVID, right? No. I mean, maybe few and far between, but not yeah, not there's that. There's some standard deviations, right. some one-offs, right. but this house wasn't the cat's meow, right. right? I mean, it was a good house. It was a decent location, but I mean, there was... Not overpaying not, that much and, no. and losing and out on that. bought that house is going to have to basically live there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we saw was in COVID, these areas like Keller just yeah. saw spikes where all the houses looked the same. Right? Correct. Four bedroom, two and a half right. bath, study, swimming pool, red brick. I mean, there's nothing spectacular. Spiked. And then mm-hmm. now it went down. Damn. So the folks that bought high... Better plan on being there. Absolutely, for a while. or you're going to lose it, money. It's it's you're just you're, you're just going to be stuck with it, right? Yeah, and so to go in like what you're yeah. talking about from my perspective of like the house buying right now is like I see couples buying a bigger house than what they need, right? Yeah. So you know the sweet spot was twenty four hundred square feet. I, I, I just say that I think it's a good number for a little for a couple that could be having a kid or two. It's a good spot. Now you're seeing three three thousand thirty four hundred square feet, and I'm like, it's a lot of house just for you two, <laughs> you know. And they're like, well, we just want to have our space. You know, we're we're, we're in a mm-hmm. post-COVID now, and I don't want to see his ass, you know, all the time. <laughs> I want to be over here and what, read my book or watch whatever. So in my trend, that's what we're starting to see is, is younger couples or married couples or with one child is they're buying a 3,600-square-foot house. And I'm just like, I would never see that pre-COVID. Man, you're so on point where prior to COVID, we were seeing the trends go down. Right. Like, I mean, we had people going – if it's over three thousand, don't even put, don't even show us. Exactly. And they were hitting that that, that twenty four hundred. Mm-hmm. People really wanted that twenty two fifty to about twenty five hundred, twenty five fifty max. Yeah. And then now, I mean, when you spend twenty four seven with your spouse and your kids. Hell, you even determine if you like your pet or not, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, those are on the fence right now for right. many. <laughs> <laughs> And so now the pendulum was swinging back mm-hmm. the way for bigger houses. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, you, you know, the uh, client, real good friends of ours, yeah. uh, uh, Mark Shelton. Yes. Love that guy. De- developer, right? Yeah, Goes in, yeah, great guy. buys, great couple. flats them, mm-hmm. sells them to the builders. He said two things. He said, go find me some land because mm-hmm. we can't find any of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's going that it's quick. Just pop, it's just going like this. Right. And then the second thing he said is, he goes, if not before, but definitely after January 1st, you're not likely to see any houses built that don't have at least four bedrooms. Agreed. Because that fourth bedroom can be used as an office space or for a four, two, and a, and a study. Like even DR Horton, mm-hmm. you know, their turnaround ones, mm-hmm. which I tell folks, I'm like, look, if you're going to use, if you're going to buy in that 250 range, there's just no inventory. Go buy one of these new construction ones. 
especially if VA, right? Because VA right. is so hard to compete Correct. with offers that the incentives that are there, mm-hmm. you can get into a neighborhood, you can get a house and, you know, that's, you know, the, the goal now is to find a house. You're not going to find the exactly. house, right? Yeah. Find a house. Yeah. And, and, it's, and that's the conversations we're having with folks. Oh, I can only imagine. It, it, you're, you're not going to get everything you want out of the house. What are the, what are the top three to five non-negotiable? Exactly. You know, it's got to have four bedrooms. It's got to have at least two baths. It's got to be on an concept, acre. Probably. Open, yeah. whichever. Something, yeah. And if you don't have those, then don't show up. But, you know, when they start getting into, well, the closet looked a little smaller mm-hmm. or this, it's like, hey, if you're going to get picky, this is probably the wrong market right. to do it. Exactly. And like you said, is people change the tile in five years. I tell folks, look, Buy a house. If you're not happy with it, sell it in two years. You're not. <laughs> yeah, you're fine on that. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're not gonna sell it for less than what you bought it. Right. Likely, unless well, unless you bought during the spike. Then <laughs> 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 you might. Then you might right. be in a little bit different situation. Yeah. But that's what I tell people. It's like let, the goal is finding. Let's get you in a house. You know, let's get you in the right house. Maybe not the perfect house, but right. the right house, because there's just no inventory, and that's the. That's the new world we, we live is. in. It is. And, you know, it, I, I think when you look at a lot of things going on with the economy, like I said, is you got the stock market that's doing one thing. You got the housing market that's doing another. But then you got the transportation, hospitality, hotel, restaurant, mm-hmm. retail mm-hmm. arena that is just hurt. Oh, I mean, it's they awful. got a hurt locker. And that houses a lot of jobs. It does. Right? But the funny thing is, is where we expected – you know, demand has been higher than supply for Correct. some time. Correct. We expected, hey, now people are going to be a little less qualified because they've lost their jobs or mm-hmm. whatnot. But what filled the void was people that were sitting on a fence and renting before. They're like, I'm not renting anymore. I'm buying. Well, yeah, it makes you know. So I'm, they filled the gap mm-hmm. where the folks that w- were now becoming to a point of not being able to qualify, that void got filled by people that went. Yeah, yep. I'll tell you what, I'll trade you. You exactly. were going to buy a house, you can take my apartment, I'm going to go buy a house that's, that's you, can't, right. you can't qualify for. Exactly. It. And that's just, and we're seeing weird things. So we had um, this house listed out there off Camp Bowie, um, two, 235000 it was listed for, mm-hmm. naturally, and the price point's going to go pretty high. And the buyer was putting $80,000 down, but FHA. Mm-hmm. So I called the agent. I said, "Is this a? Did you get to change it to conventional or right, something?" Right. Nope, it's not a typo. And I said, "What is going on?" I said, "My buyer was conventional two weeks ago, but because lending has changed, DTI requirements wow. have changed. She now qualifies as FHA. She doesn't qualify for conventional anymore. Putting eighty grand down. Good grief! You got you got a cold hundred cash sitting in the bank account, and you." Mm-hmm. How how different is that? It's New huge. World, oh right? yeah, absolutely. The world we live in. Yeah, and yeah. another thing too to kind of go on on the houses of like uh, post COVID is like you know the bigger houses is yeah. you got in laws moving in now. Oh, I see that all the see time. A lot of and that. so you know of like oh they're just going to get a twenty two to twenty four hundred square foot. No, we got a house in laws now because they could be furloughed or hey they got laid off or or whatnot. And you know hearing some backstories of of clients is yeah they're helping us you know the bills or you know, helping us with our mortgage or they're going to give us a certain amount down, which is none of my business, right? That's, yeah. that's that. But that's what we're starting to see too is in-laws or certain parts of the family are having to move in because something's going on. So I can't have you in a 2,400 square foot house. <laughs> I've got to have you in 36 where I got to have my space and a peace of mind. So we're starting to see that too. And that multi-purpose room where I'm going back to is you could have, you know, a, bro- a set of, you know, brothers that have the wives and that, you know, you got two people in the office and two people here and they're trying to work and do stuff. And it's just like, you can't do it in a kitchen or a dining room when you have kids. And so that's what we're just starting to see as a, as a trend is multi-purpose rooms and stuff. But that's a big thing is people moving in that's unexpectedly moving in, you know? Or, hey, I need to add on more to our house. We're not going to move. We're not going to sell. But we got to add on 1,000 square feet. Right. And I'm like, well, used to, I could bid that for, depending on the finish outs and everything, is anywhere from 40 to 50. <laughs> Double that now. Right. You know? It's just like your experience in, at Pagosa Springs, you can't even get concrete. I know. Right. Yeah, and so you get furniture. I know. <laughs> oh, so it's, was just, it's a crazy world, and we're always adapting. And that's the thing is, I try to be is is I teach my or not teach is I 
tried to tell my guys is you're always adapting. We're always learning. You need to be at least because we're, you know, hey, we had this coming in two weeks. Well, now we got to gently let the client know it's going to be six weeks from now. So it's just adapting. And, and I try to do that now on my contract and bids too is, hey, I'm putting another two months in here. Right. Just for cushion. You can live without furniture. Some people can. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying if you want to move into your home or do something, it's just, you got to, there's just, the time has just, you can ask in anybody's business. It's just, it just takes time now. I mean, everything's just so backed up. Well, it's, it's so glad to see how successful you've been in this, what I call the post-pandemic uh, protesting, writing, election year trifecta of mm-hmm, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people had a decision to make back in March. Mm-hmm. Am I going to sit around and watch Netflix and Hulu or am I going to go to work? That's you right. were one of those that went to work. There's a reason you're successful. But even with all that success and everything you know now, if you could go back to 22-year-old self. I have this written down. <laughs> Because it was what I would you tell twenty two year old self? Here's my thing. Um, I wrote it down. I was talking to my wife about it, and we live in this fast paced world, right? Yeah. It's just, hey, you know, a lot of times it's make money. You know, everything just flies by so fast. I lost my papal three years ago. I lost my mentor two years ago. Um, so my old twenty two year old self would say, "Slow down," right? If a lot of people don't do journals. Some people do. Put a mental note in your head. Write something down so you can go back because there's people that touched your lives. When you get older, you finally realize that. Mm-hmm. When you're 22, it's just like college, drinking, or if you're in a trade business and you want to be an electrician or whatnot. And there's no either wrong. You know, people say, would you choose college or would you go back to construction? I'm like, that's a great question. Because if I had to do it all over again, I'd major in construction management. But I think that... Um, my best thing to say for my 22-year-old self is enjoy the moment. Enjoy life. Live in the moment that you're there right now because, you know, um, a lot of people don't know this, but my dad fell, um, broke his back when I, 1994. So I was after my heart surgery, I was about 10 years old. My younger brother was nine and uh, he broke his back, punctured his lung, broke all his ribs. They thought he was paralyzed. And so at a young age is we had to put food on the table, you know, because his business of HVAC was our livelihood. Right. And my mom was his secretary getting the jobs and everything else. And so we kind of had a refocus of what are we going to do? My parents had just bought 20 acres of land. So in order, and it was right going into winter. Oh, so we yeah. had trailer, we had wood, we had chainsaw. So I was 10 years old, cutting up wood, splitting it. We we're going to put food on the table and whatnot. So where I'm tying this in is appreciate the little things, appreciate life because Everybody's been somewhere. Everybody's gone through something, right? But take those moments and cherish them because it made me a better person. At, t- at the time, at 10 years old, not so much a huge task, but you just don't know exactly what's going on, right? You see your dad in a hospital bed. You don't know if he's going to walk again. You're out splitting wood, cutting firewood to help put food on the table and pay the bills and everything. And I just think it makes you a more appreciative, well-rounded person of you weren't just handed this your whole life. Which is, if that's the case, that's fine for some people, you know. Yeah. That's what makes the world go around. But that's what gave me the aspect of when you ask, am I going to sit and watch Netflix or am I going to go work? Go work. I've done it. Hard work pays off. Well, and you know, and the, this podcast is called Winning Strategies Playbook. And that's exactly what we're doing here is bringing on folks that have been successful that make the choices to go be successful. So... All right. So for the listeners out there, they want some, uh, you know, some construction work done. How do, how do they get a hold of Stumrock? I mean, so we have a website. We, we are on the web. We do have a website. We do have all social media aspects. Um, how do they find you? Um, they What's can the website? Just, the website's stumrock.com or www. I hear take off the www. That's old school <laughs> now. And I'm like, and can't spell, keep spell up. Stumrock. So S-T-U-M-R-O-C-K. And that's M as in Mary, That's right? M as in Mary. So yeah. when I started the company, I was thinking Stum Construction. I'm like, nah, I just don't. You know, uh-huh. and so we just kind of played around with some names. And so Stumrock just sounded like a, it just sounded good in so, my opinion. Social so, media. what? So, so social media is um, Instagram, Facebook, Stumrock Construction LLC. You just Google it. We're there. Okay. Um, we're on the BBB. Okay. Some people, older people will go look at the BBB. What um, about a phone number? I do have a phone number. 817-773-8349. 773-8349. 8349. That's correct. And right. then you're going to get in personal touch with me. 
Um, I just like having that initiation conversation at first. It's just the way I am. So that's how to get a hold of me. Social media. Um, email is available too. It's on all our social media and websites. It's um, info at stumrock.com. Um, that's our general. And then I have my personal at Dustin at stumrock.com. Either way, you can get a hold of us. And um, that's how you can get a hold of us. We're all out there. Man, thank you for your time. Thank you no, for coming anytime. today. Thank you for educating us what's going on in the construction world out here and supply chains being a little jacked up. And man, can, you know, looking forward to seeing you continue this success that you've just absolutely just dominated. Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, hard work pays off. You just stay, stay the course. Man, thanks for coming, bro. No problem, man. Anytime. Right. Bye.